0: Life is about core memories, creating moments with your friends, with your kids that you guys will never forget. And we have one right in our backyard here, Atlanta.
2: first show
3: well you're a man that doesn't like surprises at all but this one got you
2: yeah this is one I will not soon forget um like you mentioned um'm I'm, I'm really not big on surprises or gifts I, I really don't know why it's just not my love language it's never truly been my thing
3: what is your love language by the way
2: um probably I'd say affection isn't one like a like affection
3: yeah like as far as like physical touch and stuff like that and
2: and action. That's, gotcha. that's a big one. I, mm-hmm. I'm like a show me, don't tell me kind of a guy. Uh, acts, acts of service. service. Yes. Yeah. There you go. Because
3: every dude says, oh, physical touch is
4: my love. Like, yeah, so is everybody. <laughs> so is every
2: man's <laughs> Yeah. And I think this falls in that category of acts of service. And I'm proud of my dude and my lady. Both of them came together uh, Behind my back and put together this really epic trip for me that I didn't see coming at all So within the last year I've become a really big soccer fan Which kind of came from out of nowhere for me because I don't know why but growing up I was never really into soccer. It just wasn't a a thing and it all kind of started when um, Romeo our former producer on the show had we had like this soccer bet uh, playing FIFA and it made me, like, get into soccer in a way that I never had before simply because I just wanted to win. I'm, like, really competitive like that. And so we played, and I crushed him, just just a quick reminder. And, <laughs> it, it, and it was great. It was epic. And then from that point... I just really started to get into soccer more. And Messi, who is, in my opinion, one of the, the, not even one of, the greatest soccer player of all time, I became a really big fan of his personally.
3: And also, once you go to a live soccer match, you look at the game completely different. Like, the amount of athleticism on the pitch. And because you're, I know as a person who's like, my favorite sports, basketball. You like high scoring games, stuff like that. So, I was always like, soccer, it's like two to one, like how exciting can that be? Exactly. But it's really, really exciting.
2: It is, and that's kind of what really turned it around for me was going to a couple of Atlanta United games and I was like, this is amazing. This mm-hmm. is really fun. And so I combined uh, what I, soccer, my newfound love, with something I've always loved to do which is travel. And it became a bucket list item of mine to see a football game, because they call it football in South America. You can't they don't play about that. Mm-mm. But to want to see a football game in South America, because I've always heard about just the energy and seeing it live and how different it is, and Messi is on his way out. He's going to retire soon, so this could be his last year. You really don't know how much time he has left. So in my mind, I thought months ago, I was like, it would be great to be able to see him. And then he eventually came to the States to play, and it was extremely difficult to get a ticket, so I wasn't able to put it together. I tried very hard, but just the timing of it all, it was too It was too difficult to do.
3: And it's a good thing you didn't, because he didn't even play.
2: He didn't last, yes, yeah, especially until then, he stopped playing. Right. So that also became a thing. So um, I eventually, I guess, this was happening behind the scenes, and I didn't even know. And then one day, out of nowhere, my lady's like, I know you don't like surprises, so... Maybe I should just tell you instead of actually trying to surprise you with this. So I'm like, okay. So she gives me the option. Do you want me to surprise you or do you want me to tell you now? And I I couldn't hold it. I'm not not one of those people. Even if I get a gift for somebody, I can't hold it. Like, I'm like,
5: I got to tell you. So
2: (laughs) I was like, uh, just tell me now. So what I didn't know was uh, behind the scenes, her and my guy came together. uh, in knowing, like, my bucket list, because she asked me to send her, like, my bucket list a long time ago. And she figured out that Messi would be playing with Argentina against Brazil in Brazil,
6: which is a
3: huge rivalry in a big match.
2: Very big deal. And I love Brazil. I, I love Messi. I love soccer. So she saw it as an opportunity to make all of these things happen at once. So she literally found a way to get connects in Brazil because it's a little easier to get the tickets if you're there as opposed to doing it online here and ended up getting me four tickets, Uh, one for me, one for her, one for my guy who's, who's going to actually meet a lady out there whom he met in Brazil two years ago and they just hit it off and they've kept in touch all this time. And he told me after the trip, he was like, No, I I think I'm going to keep talking to her. And I didn't believe him. But two years later, they actually, like, they FaceTime all the time. They still speak to each other. So it was like it kind of just worked out perfectly for all of us because he loves Brazil. He wanted to see his girl again. And Messi's going to happen to be playing. It's like the biggest soccer game of the years right before Messi retires. And not only did she find a way to get me the tickets – they took care of the entire trip. Wow. They took care of the flights. They took care of the place we're staying. She was like, you always pay for everything. And I guess she heard me loud and clear when I was like, why am I always paying for everything? Like, when is it going to come back to me? And she was like, this time you're going to go on a vacation with your best friend and with me. And you're going to pay for nothing. We got <gasps> oh it all covered. Don't worry gosh. about it. And I was like, that is the greatest gift I've ever received in my life. Like, that's unbelievable.
3: She's a keeper. Slow like, yeah, clap
2: and, for the lady. Right? Yeah.
3: <laughs> Lady, lady, lady,
2: lady. That's how y'all see it. I see it as pressure for what I got to get home. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to top that.
3: Oh, that's... It's, yeah, and you are a guy, like, you... You and my husband are similar because you just ride the, the middle. Like, you don't really get a big reaction from Mo. Um, you true. don't really get a big reaction from my husband. So whenever I get him give him gifts, I've had to manage my expectations over years because I'm like, oh, he's going to be blown away. And he's like, oh, thanks.
5: Um,
3: <laughs> so when she got you this gift, like, what was your reaction? Did you give her the reaction she deserved?
2: I did. Okay. And it was funny because she said the same thing. Like, she's mm-hmm. like, you never get excited about anything. Never. You don't. I, I really don't. I've been like that my whole life. But she was like the, 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 look on my face. She said it was almost childlike of how excited I got. So sweet. And how I wanted to go get a messy jersey. And I was like, really? She was like, that did it all for her. Like, to see that, because it takes a lot to get that out of me. So when y'all leave? Tomorrow. Awesome. Can't wait.
3: Have the best time.
2: Thank you. I appreciate it. First show
3: Now, Abby, you're... um talking about Thanksgiving and setting boundaries. Yeah, I think boundaries are a word that everybody should be thinking about going into family time during the holidays. And it doesn't matter
4: how great of a relationship you have with your family, because I have a great relationship with my family and I know that I need boundaries going into certain situations. And I'm not saying like you have to draw like a big line in the sand being like, don't cross me. There are just things that I, I know that everybody experiences going into their different Uh, family situations with lots of different personalities clashing. And I think everyone should go in a little bit more prepared. Like if you're worried about, you know, that one family member making a comment about your weight or talking about your relationship status, I think you should be able to go in with the right tools to be able to handle it. So as Thanksgiving is coming up, I was reflecting on a conversation that I had had with um, one of my old therapists from a couple of years ago, because normally I skip out on Thanksgiving. That's a boundary that I had to add to uh, draw for myself. Mm. And this year, because Atlanta, uh, my family goes to Atlanta every year, i kind of going to look like a big a-hole if I don't show up. because <laughs> <laughs> so I was reflecting back on com- I was reflecting back on conversations I was having with my therapist about um, previous experiences that I've had, and basically just how to prepare for it. And a background of why I typically skip out on Thanksgiving without be, like unloading everything, because let me be very clear. I love my family. They have vivacious personalities and big personalities, and they are a riot to be around. But when you get 30 people in one house for four days, when you're someone who gets a little bit too overstimulated like I do very easily. It's not always a fun environment to be around. So I had a conversation with my therapist years and years back and she gave me some recommendations on basically just how to handle a situation that's really uncomfortable for me. And for me, that was just getting out of the house more, going for walks, taking um, a a long drive, maybe seeing some scenery. She's giving you coping mechanisms. 100%, because as a member of this family that I love, I don't want to miss out on it. Like Mm -hmm. I love my family. I love seeing them, but I'm just somebody who has to experience it in a little bit of a different way. And when I drew that boundary for myself, it wasn't really received well. And that was really hard for me because here I am thinking I'm doing my best for something. That's not, it's not an environment that I thrive in. And here I am getting backlash for it. It was so, so frustrating. And, um, They weren't meeting you where you were at. Right. And so I had to take myself out of Thanksgiving um, for years to come. And I was having a conversation with my therapist about, you know, why that was so hard for me. And she said, you can't expect to draw a boundary. You can't expect to to set up a fence around yourself and expect people to be happy about it. You can't have these parameters for how you want to experience a a holiday and have it be different from everybody else and have everybody think it's normal. There's people who respect boundaries and people who see them as a slight. Exactly. Mm. And so that was basically my situation. And it's funny because then when I just stopped going, I'm like, wow, everything's great. There's no conflict. And I think it's because maybe the boundary was less of a boundary and more of me like taking a one-way flight away from the fence. (laughs) And so I wanted to bring it up just because I know that family time can be stressful throughout different years and different times. And for me and my family, Thanksgiving is the bit is like the super bowl of family events every year. And I know a lot of people are feeling the exact same way. So you have permission from me and my old therapist, <laughs> that if you have to draw boundaries and parameters that people probably won't be happy about it. But at the end of the day, you have to do what is going to help you thrive best in environments that maybe you're not super comfortable in.
3: Yeah. I don't ever remember because you know, my, my mom's an only child and my dad, Dad's family, we um, didn't hang out with a whole lot because there's like a 16-year age difference between him and his eldest sibling. And so um, it, we always had like small, it was always small gatherings. It was like the four of us and and granny. And that was like, that, that was Thanksgiving. Um, so I'm not... Verse as far as like those big family gatherings. And I would imagine when you get that many personalities, especially vivacious vivacious personalities, it's it can be hard to navigate. Oh, yeah. And the Murphys like to drink.
4: So you get all those yeah. big personalities and a couple of tequila shots. And yeah. it's definitely uh, it's definitely a riotous experience. And I've had I've had really fun Thanksgivings with my family. So I am really excited to go back this year and also be able to have the best of both worlds because I can go visit them and I can have Thanksgiving with them and see all the cousins that I never get to see, like, because I have some really cool cousins. I'm the maid of honor in one of their weddings. One of them's an LSU cheerleader. But then at the end of the day, um, I get to drive back two hours to my bed and my cat and my Netflix
3: so you can like decompress so I can decompress so that's your boundary this year like you're you're, you're coming but you know like I'm gonna be here for a set limit of time exactly and so that's what I'm doing this year and I'm dang happy about it and if you have people who are you're surrounded by that can understand and respect that they'll just be grateful for the time they get to spend with you rather than make you feel guilty for the time that they don't get to have
4: with ah, you celebrating thanks around Thanksgiving what a what a novel idea
2: <laughs> <laughs> The first show.
0: So Rachel here knows that her niece and nephew are little a holes. She already knows
3: this. <laughs> How about we just say they're not always well behaved.
0: A holes. Spirited. (laughs)
3: Rambunctious. She
0: she wants. Curious little suckers (laughs) they are. Full of life (laughs) and energy. That is what they call uh, little a holes now, spirited. (laughs) They're spirited. Um, So she needs our help texting her sister to say, look. You need to get a handle on the little a-holes because everybody's going to be together for Thanksgiving. We've got the in-laws coming and the kids are out of hand. And she wants, and Kristen's already shaking her head. Like, this is not going to go well.
3: I don't want to do this. (laughs) Nor do I think she should do this.
0: Hello, Rachel.
3: Hi, guys.
0: So tell us about these little (laughs) a-holes.
3: Oh, my gosh.
1: (laughs) So, I mean,. They're kids, but they're old enough to know better. Uh, they run around, they jump on the couch, they throw pillows at other people. I mean, they're just, it's basically anywhere they are, it's their playhouse. It's its like one of those, you know, when you go to those, uh, like birthday parties and they rent out a space and the kids can just jump and, and climb things. They think that's what other people's homes are.
5: Mhm.
1: I just I mean they're not my kids so I, like me saying something I feel uncomfortable doing it but I, that's why I'm calling you guys I need that help but I feel like they're old enough for my sister to pull them aside and say hey you know you need to be respectful this is not your house this is not a playground mm-hmm. and they'll get it
3: but I don't think she's doing that so what do you want you want us to text your sister yeah I'm sorry go ahead what, what, are, you, what are you hoping to convey to your sister
1: well, okay, so the, the little little story is um, I just got married, I'm a newlywed, and um, my in-laws are very, like, refined and proper, like, they, I mean, they, you know, they drink the tea with the pinky up, like, that's them, and um, they're coming to Thanksgiving for the first time, like, we're all going to be together since the wedding, and at the wedding, we didn't have kids, so they haven't even met. The, you know, my niece and nephew, like, on my side of the family. And I really want to ask my sister, like, if there's a way that either um, the kids don't come, <laughs> which I think is really far-fetched. Yeah, that's um, not going to happen. <laughs> or, you know, that she actually, like, puts her foot down and watches her kids. I mean, because she just lets them run wild.
3: If my, if I may interject. So I, yeah. you want to ask your sister to... um monitor her children and make sure they behave well and to, to, be, a, to be a parent, right? I think yeah, that's actually yeah, the definitely. wrong... Yeah, I think that's the wrong angle. I don't think you should come down on your sister's parenting. Rather, I feel like the proper angle would be like, hey, um, you know how much uh, we're looking forward to having Thanksgiving. we're a little stricter with our house rules so i hope it's okay that if i find your kids online i'm going to discipline them there you go cassie's got an
0: idea here also
7: yeah i actually have a couple of questions how old are the kids so my nephew is seven and my niece is five Mm
5: -hmm. okay
7: so they're they're old enough to understand this instructions but maybe not to know better where is thanksgiving being held again at my house. Okay. And then why haven't you said anything to them in the past when you've seen them being disruptive?
1: So in the past, it was like, oh, they're, they're only over for a little bit. We've never had like a big formal Thanksgiving. Cause that's just not the way my family is, but we really want to impress like my husband's parents. So I was like, let's hold Thanksgiving. We're going to make it all, you know, fancy schmancy and And have, like, a decent meal where we all sit at one table. (laughs) It's not like someone sitting on the couch watching football. And so it's more of a formal gathering. And the the kids have never experienced that. And my sister, I think, is just kind of mellow. And I'm, like, they're not my kids, so I never said anything before. But this is such a big deal that I'm, like, I think it's time to say something. Especially because the kids are older. Like, before they were young and it's like oh they're young they're kids they're playing but now it's like seven and five they're in school like they don't behave like that in classroom
7: so i think kristen's right you you can't really go in and criticize the parenting styles that's going to be an automatic shutdown i think the angle you take is hey we're going to have a more formal dinner to impress my in-laws can you do me a favor and then i would wonder if would you be open to having a kids table at thanksgiving Ooh. So, I mean, I know yeah, a lot of families do wait, that. Wait,
0: wait, wait, Before we ask for permission about this kid's table, why don't we just really make a kid's table mm-hmm. and just let her know that that's where these little a-holes are going to be sitting, <laughs> the a-hole table.
3: Yeah. <laughs> we
0: always sat at the kid's table growing up. We did, yeah, too. Right? Yeah. And, and it was like a big deal. When you got in a double digits, you could go hang with the parents, and then you realize, oh, this sucks over here. Yeah. <laughs> the kid's table was way more lit. <laughs> All right? So would that be a decent angle when we come back? Yeah, I love that idea. Okay. All right. So when we come back, we will start texting Rachel's sister and say, look, you either got to get your little a-holes under control. We're
3: not saying much. Or we're
0: going to put them in solitary confinement. Over <laughs> <laughs> Or the penalty box, <laughs> the penalty table. Uh, we will do that next. The first Show. All right. So we're about to start texting, Tudor. That means we're going to start texting Rachel's sister. Now- Rachel's sister, her niece and her nephew, um, they're spirited kids. Mm -hmm. You got one that's five. You got one that's seven. They're climbing all over the furniture. They're a little on the out of hand side. Um, Rachel is having a lot of family over, including the in-laws, and she wants kids to behave. But she's really nervous that texting her sister is going to be interpreted as, hey, you're a crappy parent. So what is it that we can say to the sister to have her make sure that the kids are a little bit more well-behaved this year?
3: I would be like, "Hey sis, thought of the cutest idea. I'm going to get the kids a kids table so they can have more fun and won't be bored sitting with us." There you go. Oh, I love that.
0: Yeah. How could she even Yeah, how could she even <laughs> complain about that? That's good. <laughs> That's <laughs> real good. We'll find out.
5: Yeah.
7: Well, I'm sure there'll be a complaint cuz mm-hmm. I'll be so I'll be honest, though. I was raised differently. I want to spend Thanksgiving with my kids at the table. But then if you come back and you tell me it's a more formal meal to impress the in-laws, then I'll be like, whatever, that's fine.
0: Mm -hmm. Why do you want to sit with your kids at the table?
1: Because I love them. Hey, guys. So she wrote back. She wrote, okay. Okay. Maybe hold off on putting in that effort before I ask them if they want their own table.
0: Wow! The before I ask my <laughs> kids if they want their own table, like they get a vote?
7: Yeah, oh, my God. Like they're part of the family? No, you're and,
0: five and seven years old. You don't get a vote yet. Yes,
7: they do. No, you well, there's, don't.
1: Hold on. Hold on there's, more. there's more. So then she writes, the two of them seem to be fighting a lot like siblings do at that age. I'm not sure they want that. So she's recognizing they're not really well behaved. I don't, I mean, I don't know. Like, yeah, but asking them if they want their own table will...
0: <laughs> you would ask your kids if they want their own table, Cassie? Yes. That is ridiculous. No, I
7: don't think At it is. five and seven? Why Why is taking their feelings into account ridiculous? It doesn't mean what they say is going to dictate what happens.
0: If I asked my five-year-old, would you like your own table? He would say, I would like a puppy. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so what if you just respond like, like oh, wow, sorry you're going through that so in order to keep the peace you'll hang out with one kid at the table and your husband will hang out with the other okay does that make sense Uh, yeah Yeah. Yeah.
0: so what's the text we have created
3: i just told her okay so i have oh that
1: sucks you're going through that um so are we are we asking her if she and her husband will like sit separately at the table or we're just saying oh so
3: it is what you're saying mm-hmm. that you're going to be over yeah. here. So, yeah. Okay. So, to keep the peace, we okay. should probably keep them separated at the table. At the big table. At the big table. Okay. At the family table. And then this is where hopefully we get some sisterly love here. Be like, I'm just so nervous about hosting my in laws for the first time. We're going more formal and I just really want this to go well. Yeah.
5: Okay.
1: And
0: then she'll write back, well, let me ask the kids which one wants to sit on which side of the table. (laughs) You and your gentle parenting.
3: There's nothing wrong with taking your kids' feelings and emotions into consideration. For instance... If like you know, we're sitting on the couch and Jimmy wants to sit in Mama's lap. That's fine. Yeah, that that's a preference. Okay, sure, that's
7: fine. Okay, but
0: asking your five and seven year old which table if it's okay if they sit at that table, come on, that's very different.
7: It's not okay. It's not you're asking. You're not asking if it's okay. You're saying you have two choices. Which do you like?
0: Well, your parents ever ask your opinion when you were five or seven years old? Oh hell no, (laughs) (laughs) no, not at all. Every day I hear
7: about your gentle parenting,
4: (laughs) and I start to wonder if I was abused. (laughs) For real. Maybe the upper middle class wasn't so nice. (laughs) Guys, she wrote
1: back. Okay. Uh, I don't think this was good. Okay, so she wrote, why would you do that? That isn't who you are or we are. Why not bring them into a part of your world and let them like the real you? Why pretend we are fancy when we
0: aren't? All right. First of all, wow. I just want to say I don't like your sister at all. Uh, this yeah. is this is your Thanksgiving yeah. in your house. See, this yeah. is the problem of giving people a say in the matter. Mm-hmm. She thinks that she can organize what's going on in your life because her parents probably allowed her to make decisions on what table she was going to eat at when she was a kid.
7: Or her parents <laughs> didn't allow her to make decisions, <laughs> so the response is to try and take control of everything because she was always out of control <laughs> as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> um, um,
0: okay. I, I can't compete with
7: your
5: every mind.
3: <laughs> um, how about you just respond back? My husband and I are actually really excited about what we're doing for Thanksgiving this year. Um, mm-hmm. Hope you can get on board. Thumbs up. That's
5: <gasps> it. Ooh. That's beautiful. I like that. That yes.
4: is it. There you go. Thank you.
0: But isn't a thumbs up like a big FU?
7: It
4: is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we kind of want to give her like a little <laughs> bit of a, okay. a little bit of an FU.
0: She, how old is she? She might not even know that the thumbs up is a nephew.
4: Uh, she's 32. She knows. Oh. She knows. She knows yeah I mean if her kids weren't such little a-holes, we wouldn't even be having this conversation. Yeah, this is really her
7: fault. They just sound like regular kids, honestly. So a-holes. I just can't wait for her to be like uh, I heard yeah. on the radio I, just, what what?
0: <laughs> I, I will give my kids credit they were they were not these kids uh, but it, it was probably more of a temperament thing than it was anything else. I can't well, take a lot of credit for that.
7: Yeah, I feel like they're regular kids, but if you're they're not told, that they need to rein it in at people's mm. houses and to them, it is another playground. They don't know.
5: Mm-hmm. Right.
7: I, I I, wish my mom
3: and dad bottled up whatever they did with my brother and I, but when we went over to people's houses, we were seen, not heard. Same. We were respectful. Mm. Yep. We minded ourselves. We were polite. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am.
5: You didn't Please, even know I was there. Thank you. Yeah.
3: <laughs>
1: yeah. I mean, w- my parents were that way too. We were allowed to, to like be kids, but we
7: knew mm. that that's not our stuff. Yes. Yeah. And, and then we get in the car and be like,
1: "Throw it around." Stop
5: looking at me like that. <laughs> <laughs>
7: and now, as an adult, I have a crippling people-pleasing problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. So she
1: wrote, um, "Nothing I need to get on board for. You can be as fancy as you want, as long as you aren't expecting the rest of us to pretend to be something we aren't." I would never. It's
3: literally just. Should I put a smiley face? No, I, I would put. I would never. I just want us to have a lovely Thanksgiving and be grateful to be able to spend time
5: together.
7: Mm, no, I, I, I just want us to have a lovely, peaceful Thanksgiving mm. or non chaotic Thanksgiving. Well, that, that's, oh, sorry, yeah, that. that's Maybe that's, peaceful. That's, then. Then. that's
0: provocative. Peaceful. Are you like- a provocateur right now?
7: <laughs> well, wait. A lovely,
3: peaceful Thanksgiving? I mean, peaceful insinuates that it, it hasn't a, been. It hasn't been in the mm-hmm. past.
1: Okay, then let's check it out.
3: That's just no. me. If y'all want to put it in, put it in. But if you say peaceful, yeah. I'll be like, what What made the last year? Yeah. I would come no. back with like, what made last year's not peaceful. I
0: would not do that. I would way. not put yeah. peaceful in there, yeah.
1: Yeah, maybe let's just take it out. Okay, so uh, I would never, I just want us to have a lovely Thanksgiving together. Mm-hmm. That's good? Okay. Yep. All right, thanks.
0: So you both had the same parents, right? Uh-huh. Okay, you both grew up in the same house.
1: Uh-huh.
0: So how did your parents handle the parenting differently between you and your sister, because she clearly has more of a sense of entitlement than you do.
1: Ooh. So, so I'm a few years older. She's 32. I'm 35. Okay. And, and it's funny because I tell people this, I'm like, I feel like we had different parents because you did. Like, see, I, Right. We did. So I was like, I kind of knew not to, not to really like ask for stuff that seemed kind of far fetched because I didn't want to stress my parents out but she would like ask for things and then get it. And so I think she's just used to getting her way because she was the baby. Uh-huh. There is,
3: there's, there's a viral video of a man breaking down why si- some siblings are so different. Um, uh-huh. And um, he's a, a doctor or a therapist. He's got credentials, right? And you essentially, like, if you are the first, if you're the first child, you're getting parents who have never had children before, right? And yeah. so you're getting a, a certain parenting style. If you're the second child... You're getting parents who Mm. have had, you, you get different parents, um, because they evolve and and they change. So, um, there's, it makes total sense why, you know, people are always like, why, how can you be siblings? You're completely different. Well, it it makes total
7: sense because you were raised Mm -hmm. by different people because they were at a different stage in their life when you were born. And there are different expectations too, but on like the eldest children, like that's resonating. I never, I didn't want to ever ask my parents for some stuff and my sister asked and she got all of it. And I don't feel like I never asked because I just felt like I couldn't. And that's no one's fault, I think, except my own maybe and expectations I had. But watching her like get to do sororities when I didn't want to ask for that because it was too expensive, like all this stuff. And getting her like she got to stay up later. She got to she gets to do everything that I never got to do because one I didn't ask because the eldest daughter syndrome. But again, like Kristen said, it's just you have two different types of parents.
1: Yeah, that's exactly me. That was it. Like, I I thought, okay, well, I know that this is a lot of money, so I'm not going to say anything. But I think in her mind, she was like, oh, I get this experience if I ask for it. And mm-hmm. so she was constantly asking things, and they were like, yeah, sure, no problem. I, like, Wasn't there a commercial, like, a couple years ago where they were like, the first child, and their parents were being super careful, and then they're like, baby number two, and they're just kind of, like, throwing hmm. things around. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Exactly.
7: But that also explains why you, as the eldest daughter, You've probably always been in a position at least a lot of oldest kids are where they keep the peace in the family So when you do branch out and start to do things that fit with your personality Mm -hmm. better that are different from the family It's even more jarring because you're the stability and the fact that you're deviating from the norm Makes them be like Mm -hmm. what is happening? This isn't you when it's been you all along But you've been covering it up to keep the family peace or make everyone happy because you're a people pleaser
1: yeah, that's exactly, and I, th- and I think that's why, like, they're like, wait, with this Thanksgiving, like, you never wanted a formal Thanksgiving, and it's like, I did, I just never mentioned it, mm-hmm. um, you know, so I think she's kind of stressing on, like, oh, we're all like this, we're all like this, and I'm like, no, we're not all like that, like, I'm actually this way, and I want to do it this way, and she, she keeps kind of, I don't know, for lack of a better word, I feel like she's being rude, like, not listening, when I keep saying, hey, we're excited about this, we're excited
7: about that, and she's like, oh, everything's fine. Like, this isn't you.
0: Oh, yeah. I assure you she's being rude.
7: That's why it's important important to ask your kids their opinions. Boom. (laughs) Wow. We just came full circle.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Oh, she wrote back. Okay, so she says we always do.
0: Well, there you go. All right. Mm -hmm. All right. Oh, no, here it goes. Cass is going to extend this one. All right, what do we got?
7: I don't want to extend it. Here I comes just
0: comes the dance mix version.
7: I just don't know if we really got at what we set out to do, which was to tell her to keep her kids in check. We didn't, but I feel like
3: the interaction we've had with her so far... That that's not going to be received well, and she may even be, be indignant and let her kids run completely rampant to ruin your formal Thanksgiving. At
0: least like a, like, there's been a flare sent up.
3: Yes. So if I were you, I would just plan your beautiful formal Thanksgiving, and the minute the kids get out of line, they're in your home, you kindly
8: course correct them. Okay. Okay. I think I can do
5: that. Okay.
0: Okay. He's a complicated man. It's family gatherings when everybody has different parenting styles, raised differently. It is not easy. All right, let us know how it goes, and we will talk to you after Thanksgiving.
1: Okay, sounds good. Thanks, guys. Godspeed
0: to you.
9: (laughs) Hey, y'all. It's Katie here from The Bird Show. Pride unites us all, and so does Atlanta United. That's why I'm giving you the chance to win a spot in The Bird Show's Pride Night Suite in celebration of Pride Month. That's right. Join me and The Bird Show crew on Sunday. June 2nd as Atlanta United takes on the fierce rival Charlotte FC with kickoff at 4 30 p.m. Eastern time. We need to beat Charlotte so we will be loud and proud. Believe that. Oh and by the way did I mention Atlanta United is giving away a one-of-a-kind Pride inspired towel plus a five dollar donation to Lost and Found Youth an Atlanta-based nonprofit that provides services to the LGBTQ plus youth which is included with your Pride Night ticket pack. Remember, to enter for your chance to win a spot in the Bird Show's Pride Night Suite, head over to thebirdshow.com. To guarantee your tickets and pride towel, go to atlutd.com and click the Promotional Packs tab for more details. Can't wait to see you all there June 2nd at 4.30 p.m. Together, we are Atlanta. Atlanta United.
3: See you there. If you're looking for somewhere to celebrate, whether it be a birthday or a graduation or anniversary, may I recommend an Atlanta United Match. So, my husband and I just celebrated our seventh wedding anniversary. He is a massive Atlanta United fan. So, of course, we decided to go to a match at Mercedes Benz Stadium and had the best time. I'm telling you, if you're a super fan, if you're a casual fan, going to an Atlanta United match is a great way to celebrate. My husband got to watch a great match and I got to enjoy delicious wine. And I also may have gone to the team shop and got myself a new sweatshirt. I'm very excited about my new Atlanta United sweatshirt <laughs> and kudos to Atlanta's fan base because every time we ride Marta to go down to a match it is packed full of people wearing their Atlanta United gear visit ATlutd.com for tickets and also for the match schedule that's ATlutd.com
0: are you looking for excitement in Atlanta well you got it right down the street at Mercedes-Benz that's where Atlanta United plays and I've been telling you for years. It's one of the most exciting nights that you will have with your family. Soccer is different. It's just different than going to a football game, baseball game. There is no downtime. I mean, the excitement lasts the entire game at an Atlanta United match. And it doesn't even matter if you're really, really into soccer or not. I'll tell you one way to get into soccer. Just go to one Atlanta United game and you will get caught up in the excitement so much that you'll become a lifelong fan. I'm telling you this right now. I love bringing my son Hollis there. I love bringing his friends there. I know it's going to be a safe family event, and I know I'm going to walk out of there. I got some memories now with my kids. So don't look any further. You got one of the best soccer teams in the country right here in our own backyard, Atlanta United. Just give it one try, Atlanta United. You can always get your tickets at atlutd.com.
2: The Bird Show.
3: (laughs) Yeah, Dolly Parton's new album is out today called Rockstar. We're going to talk to her here in just a few minutes. But first, if you're hearing squeaks, if you're hearing noises in the background, it's because Turkey Cam 2023 is back again! (laughs) And uh, we attempted to pull a prank on Abby. Abby, how successful were we on a scale of 1 to 10 making you think we were bringing in real live turkeys for our Turkey Cam? I'm going to give you an 8 out of 10 because up until Cassie mentioned something about
4: Puppies this morning, I had really no (laughs) inkling that anything was going to be happening other than turkeys. Like literally yesterday, I thought well, I need to wear long pants because the turkeys are going to come in, but I know me and Kristen are getting pedicures <laughs> after, and I can't wear long pants for that, so I guess I'll just have to suck it up if I get scratched by a turkey. <laughs> and then Cassie said something about puppies, and I'm like, wait a second, wouldn't it be a funny little diddly-do uh-huh. if they just dressed up puppies like turkeys? And
3: that's when I thought maybe, maybe it's maybe not. Uh, yeah, so Cassie had a little bit of a slip this morning, but the, the prank was her idea anyway. So I don't know if you remember, a couple days ago, this was after the show, right before we were recording one of our bonus. Segments and I was telling Bert because he's out today. He's he's already in uh, Brazil on his Thanksgiving vacation, and I'm like, oh, it's such a bummer. You're gonna miss the turkey cam this year. And Cassie immediately went into convincing Abby that we were gonna be bringing live turkeys in the studio, and we recorded that conversation. You no, you're gonna miss it, Bert, because you're out Friday.
0: What am I gonna miss?
7: Turkey cam. Oh, oh. wait. The turkey's gonna be in the studio. Yes. Hmm. Wait, really? Mm-hmm. Wear long pants and long sleeves because they can scratch. Are you with me? We did a live turkey cam last year. Ever since Kristen did the bunny cam, like, so she wanted to film some bunnies for Easter. <laughs> and Bert's like, that is never going to go anywhere. And we got something like a million views on this live bunny cam. And that's how Kristen's stupid bit of the week was launched. Mm-hmm. We do turkey cam every single year.
3: Mm-hmm. But it's in a cage, right? There's a pin that we put over here, but we let it out of the pen.
0: Yeah. Is it just one or is it going to be a bunch this There's year? There's three this year. Three oh, this you. year. They're
5: Wait, so
3: no. <laughs> Are you scared of birds? Yeah. Uh, tur- Turkey?
4: <laughs>
0: Why would you be scared of a turkey? Do you,
3: don't you eat it? They're pretty vicious. Well, yeah, I eat it. When well,
4: these are
7: dead.
3: smaller. These are like teenage turkeys.
0: Teenagers <laughs> have a f- attitude, though. Yeah.
7: They just don't know that their beaks are a little sharp sometimes. Yeah. No Good. one's bled.
0: You'll probably be fine.
7: <laughs> Yay!
5: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
7: so we
3: had Abby believing and. Cassie felt really bad about the little slip up this morning. She's had sick kids. She's had no sleep. I don't blame her for having a slip this morning. But Cassie doubled down and she sent us a link to um, a turkey rescue and like letting us know like to push out about it. And if we wanted to go visit their preserve, we could um, trying to get you. So no, we do not have actual live turkeys in studio today. Just like last year, we have three adorable turkeys. Four-month-old puppies from Canine Assistance. And I have Kizzy Marco, who is Director of Development here. And um, Kizzy, please explain to everybody. I, I love hearing the little squeaks. Mm-hmm. I purposefully got those toys off Amazon so we could have some squeaks in the background. Okay. Um, Explain to everybody what Canine Assistance does. Because Jimmy and I came to visit you recently. Yeah. And everybody's like, are you going to adopt one? And I'm like, that's not what this is
9: about. I know. I Thank you for commenting back to all those people. I saw yeah. your comments. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So we're a 501c3 nonprofit service dog school. And we provide service dogs to people in need, people with disabilities for no charge. Um, it costs us about $35,000 to raise a single little turkey. Yeah. Um, but we match them with people who need them.
3: It's 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 really incredible, but we have several Burt's Big Adventure kids have some canine assistance graduates, yes. y'all. When they they do their service dog school, they actually have a graduation ceremony for the dogs. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> it's, they have graduate when you go visit canine assistance, they have their graduation photos, all the different classes. It's just I love what you guys do. You're so sweet. And we are live. All right, so Turkey Cam is live on our Burt Show Facebook page. Go to facebook.com slash the Burt Show. We also have all the information about canine assistance. If you want to do a donation or check out their wish list. I know when Jimmy and I visited, we he passed out quite a few treats. So yes, probably, he did. You probably need to <laughs> replenish those. But yeah, we have so we have the three adorable turkeys. Their names are Pico, Quinny, and Birdie. And they have special little Thanksgiving outfits. And I'm going to let you know, Birdie's the smallest one. But she's the feisty well.
5: do something. <laughs> bad.
3: Barty Barty is spirited. So yeah, check out our turkey cam thanks to canine assistance at facebook.com slash the Bird Show. All right, let's get to our Dolly Parton interview. Ooh.
6: I'm gonna be in the rock and roll Hall of Fame. I'm gonna have to earn it. Dolly Parton I know, I'm so excited Well, it is Hi there Hi Hi.
0: (laughs) I swore that I was going to keep it all cool And then as soon as you came on the screen Now I'm freaking out Has anybody ever passed out when they met you?
6: Not that I know of.
0: Nobody's just broken down in tears or just gotten on their knees or just like really just passed out right in front of
6: you? Well, I think you're just really giving me a whole lot of stuff I don't deserve, but thank you for that. <laughs> I didn't know I was all that. <laughs> hey,
0: uh, Dolly, let me introduce you. myself. I'm Bert Weiss, and this is Kristen Klingshern, and we are just so honored to be talking to you today.
6: Well, I'm honored to be with you. You know me, I'm out selling something, so I've got a rock <laughs> on a book. For this time, but I'm I'm proud of both of them, so let's talk about them.
0: We're going to get to all that. First of all, I want to hit you with the hardest-hitting question first, and then we'll work our way to the easy stuff, okay? Okay. Have you ridden all the rides at Dollywood?
6: (laughs) No. I don't usually ride the rides because I have a tendency to be motion sickness. Plus, I wear wigs, and I'm afraid something will fly out of here. So, I think... I'm, I'm going to just let other people do that. I just build them and uh, I just let the other people ride them.
0: Have you ridden one ride at Dollywood?
6: Yeah. I okay. have. I've ridden some of the safer ones and especially the river rides. Those are good, but I'm not big on roller coasters and that uh-huh. sort of
8: thing. Miss Dolly, we are so beyond excited to speak to you today. And I, a while back, listened to the podcast Dolly Parton's America and absolutely loved it. I thought you were so open and so vulnerable. And one of the things I took away from it is your diverse audience. And I would love to know the secret sauce to how you appeal to the masses, because it really does seem like everybody loves Dolly.
6: Well, I just love people, and I guess if you love somebody, they feel it, and they love you back, and I don't think I should be crucified or held accountable in some bad way for the fact that I love everybody, because <laughs> I always think we're all pieces of God, and I'll just always look for that peace in everybody, and I try to play to that, and I, I try not to condemn you know, anything uh, I just accept. I just care about things and people and I just try to put as much good stuff out as I can. I love that. Thank you.
0: you. I mean, clearly words like iconic are going to be used on you. Legend are going to be used on you. Is there any time at all that Dolly Parton now feels like she has any kind of imposter syndrome at all? And if not now, did you ever have it while
6: you were coming up? Well, no, I, I believe it's me. I know it's me, but I'm, <laughs> I i was really grateful, though. I'm grateful that all the dreams that I had, which I hoped would come true, would come true, so I kind of braced for it in case it got bigger. So the bigger it got, the more I braced myself. Well, here it comes. I just—I think one of the reasons uh, success you know, never went to my head, it m- mostly went to my heart, because I was always so grateful. This is what I wanted to do and that I... And I've never tried to compete with other people. I just try to compete with myself. I just try to be my best self and outdo my own self from one project to another. So uh, I just look at back. I used to wonder what how I would be remembered when I was older if I was successful in the business. And now it's great to be able to sit here and then have people like you and Uh, Christians say sweet things. So I must have done something right, but I always (laughs) thank the people that has helped me along the way. I've had a good team, but yeah, I'm okay with myself. I can handle it.
8: As you should. So they gave us a sneak listen to all 30 songs that are on your Rockstar album, right? So as I'm, you know, getting my makeup on, because I had to get a full beat in a face, because I'm talking to Dolly Parton, and I know you're going to look impeccable, and I'm listening Ah. to each, I'm listening to each song, and you are an icon covering Icon rock songs were any of those songs like for instance when I heard you do Prince Purple Rain which is a stunning rendition by the way were you even intimidated to cover some of these
6: songs no, I really was looking forward to it. I was just hoping I could do them really good. Yeah. I just hoped that I could sing them. And I, I'd never done those kind of songs, other than to sing around the house or to sing them to myself, like most people who don't sing, Purple Rain, Purple But I thought, well, it's different when you go in to, to record it. But I really, I love that song, and I, I thought, well, I hope I can do it. And Kent Wells, who produced the album, he said, oh, you can do it. And, you know, he's really a rock and roll fan. And I said, well, I want to sing this really good, so don't let me stray too far off and just become too much Dolly, you know, back to my country roots and praise <laughs> it, this or that. So uh, I felt it so much, I just kind of felt like I felt Prince's Spirit in the studio with me and i just kind of played off of that and tried to remember how he was singing it and how he would be if he heard me singing it if he would like how i was doing it that kind of thing but yeah i just took these songs that i thought that i would be able to sing and that i liked and just hoped that i could execute them properly and I evidently I did on that one, if you yeah. like it. I'm here to tell you right now, that was, I mean,
8: all of them are fantastic, but that one, that one gave me the goosebumps. Like, that that, that was really impressive. <laughs>
6: yeah, I'm really proud of that one, too. I, I have to honestly say, as a song, I think that's my favorite cut on the whole album. That one's a good one. I'm glad you like that. Yeah. Do you now feel like you are worthy to be on the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame now that you have this rock album? Well, I feel a lot better about it. <laughs> I, I, I feel like I had not earned it. But at least now, for the reasons they said that I was going in, and now that I have a great rock album, I can breathe a little easier. I feel like I've earned my key. So your album, Rockstar, is out today.
3: Your book, Behind the Seams, My Life and Rhinestones, came out last month. Would you like to give us a little insight
6: of what the book's about? Well, actually, it's a coffee table book, and it chronicles my life from the time I started from wearing my first little outfits that Mama used to make and next-door neighbors or my aunts used to make for me to perform in all the way up through the whole thing, and I tell stories, and it chronicles all of the clothes and the wigs and the styles that I've gone through all these decades that I've been in the business. And uh, up till the Hollywood movies and the great designers. But it's also more than anything for me, I'm proud that I had the chance to actually name names and actually give uh, some credit. To all these people that have done this through the years and to remember back things where i was at that time when i was wearing this and laugh out loud to myself like what in the world were you thinking when you wore that you know all that <laughs> kind of stuff so i got such a kick out of putting these pictures together like all the wigs and the clothes and i thought oh my god was i serious about that but i was always serious or you wouldn't wear it if you didn't think it looked good. But you could look back and laugh.
0: I think I can speak for Kristen here, too. I feel so fortunate and humbled to be able to talk to you today. Thank you no so idea. much for your time. Look, you got big old fans here for sure. So thank you oh, so deal. much for your time. Appreciate <laughs> it. Well,
6: I'm glad you're liking the album. I hope it does good. And if not, I'm going to always enjoy it, having all those great artists. I never listen to my music. Usually I never listen back to my albums after I'm finished. But this one I will listen to now and then just to hear some of these great. Great, great artists that we have on it.
8: No yeah, doubt thank it. you for your music and just thank you for your kindness and thank you for your altruism and just being you, Dolly. Well, that's all I know how to be. I'll be, be right.
0: <laughs> you have a fantastic you family. you be
3: you and I'll be me. Okay. There you go. Let me remind everybody, Dolly's book, Behind the Seams, My Life in Rhinestones, came out last month and Dolly's brand new album, Rockstar, is out today.
0: Dolly Parton, thank you so much for your time.
3: Thank you. If you want to check out the video of our Dolly interview, you can also head to TheBertShow.com. The
2: Burt Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Burt Show's entertainment buzz.
3: And just in case you hear squeaks and noises in the background of Abby's entertainment buzz, um, our turkey cam is live. <laughs> no, it's not turkeys. It's three adorable puppies from Canine Assistance. So if you want to go to the theburtshow.com, or excuse me, if you want to go to our, the Burt Show's Facebook page, facebook.com slash theburtshow, you can check out our live turkey cam. So that's your squeaky to- toy
4: warning. I'm here <laughs> with your trigger warning. Uh, this conversation is going to involve sexual assault and rape. So if that's something that's difficult for you to listen to, maybe tune in on our podcast later. We always repost these so you can tune in at your convenience. So Diddy's ex is accusing him of rape and other physical abuse. CNN reported that the complaint against him alleges that he lured her into an ostentatious, fast-paced, and drug-fueled lifestyle and into a romantic relationship with him. Within two years of the meeting, he signed her to his record label and soon after he quote exerted his power and influence over her throughout the course of their professional and romantic relationship. This complaint also says that when they met she was 19 he was 37 and their business relationship lasted until 2019. It also states that Diddy was physically violent towards her controlled all aspects of her personal life and introduced her to a lifestyle of excessive alcohol and substance abuse and forced her to To engage in various sex acts with other men during that time. And also in the lawsuit, it alleges that after she tried to end their relationship in 2018, one year before it actually ended, he forced his way into her home and raped
3: her wow those are some really heavy allegations yeah
4: so of course she's she's claiming all that happened but it also states that she suffered obviously if this is all true um from immense emotional distress and even had to check herself into a rehab facility because she had thoughts of um potentially unaliving herself so um she's finally ready to tell that story and to be able to take legal action against it of of course um uh, Diddy and his legal team are denying all of this. There's also a really interesting part in this complaint that claims that uh, somebody else that she dated, Kid Cudi, it says that D- uh, Diddy, around that time, would literally blow up Kid Cudi's car. Um, and a huh? spokeswoman from Kid Cudi confirmed that that's all true. He, like, like bomb blew up Kid Cudi's yeah, car? Yeah,
2: they're alleging that he was on a jealous rampage and blew his car up.
4: Yeah. It's, it's an absolutely insane case. I mean, of course, I don't want any of this to be true. And, you know, I just wish I wish none of this was true. But it will be a fascinating
3: case to follow as this continues to move forward. And so I guess so now that she's made these allegations, they're just going to have to do um, an investigation into it as to whether or not they're going to press charges. Exactly.
2: Yeah. Like you said, you hope none of this is true. But there has been a ton of disturbing stories and rumors circulating around Diddy for years. So
3: I was wondering what the hip hop community's reaction is to this and what they may or may not have known about Diddy and his behind-the-scenes behavior. Yeah,
2: for for years now. I mean, even with the relationship he's had with his artist, there's always been questions about that. And now with the people that surrounded him within his circle, I mean, there's tons of celebrities who have told really disturbing stories about Diddy, about the way Diddy handles himself at his parties. And, I mean, surviving Diddy started trending, like, immediately after Cassie broke with his news. So it's a lot of people that are coming out now and sharing their Diddy stories and saying, hey, we've been screaming this forever. And it even makes you wonder if when he, because everybody was shocked when he gave all of those artists from his label um, their publishing deals. Like, he would never do that. So he gave them this, and he made them sign NDAs to get it. And it makes you wonder if he kind of knew that he was going to have to fight some of these things that are now, like, appearing.
3: And all it takes is for one person to crack that door, like Cassie just did. And then you could potentially get a flood of others finally feeling like they are capable of sharing their story.
4: Yeah. Exactly
5: that.
3: It's, also,
4: it's awesome that her bravery is going to open up the door for that. Mm-hmm. Okay, the girls and the gays lost something dear to our hearts this week. And, of course, I'm talking about Harry Styles' hair. Oh, wow, Abby.
5: <laughs> <laughs> what a dream. He went public
4: with it. He did go public with it. He hard-launched his buzz cut with an ad for his company, Pleasing, and his hair is no more. So, in the meantime, while we wait for it to grow back, I would like to dedicate this eulogy to Harry Styles' hair. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen... <laughs> Friends and fellow follicle enthusiasts, we gather here today not to mourn the loss of a man, but rather to celebrate the departure of a follicular phenomenon (laughs) that has graced us with its presence for what felt like an eternity. Harry Styles' hair. Oh, Harry's hair. Where do we begin? It was more than just a collection of follicles. It was a statement. It had a life of its own, flowing like a majestic waterfall, defying gravity and logic with each toss of his head. We remember the days when Harry's hair seemed to have its own GPS system, navigating through the winds of change with unparalleled grace. It was the kind of hair that made us all believe in magic, as if there were tiny fairies working tirelessly to maintain its perfect tousle. But alas, all good things must come to an end, so we bid farewell to Harry's hair. It's not an easy goodbye to something that brought us so much joy and inspired countless hair care routines around the world. As we lay to rest the curls that launched a thousand ships... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and possibly a, men, a million hair envy memes let us remember Harry's hair, not with sadness, but with gratitude for the joy that it brought us, the trends that it set, and for that one line in Taylor was from the vault track where she mentioned how he grew his hair long and it didn't look good. <laughs> Some may say choosing to buzz it was a bit of an overreaction, so here's to you, Harry's hair. May you rest
3: in follicular paradise. I would ask for a moment of silence, but... We have puppies with squeaky toys in studio, so I don't think
5: that's gonna happen. <laughs> for, Very her,
3: well done. for more stories, head to dot show.com, click Eva's.
2: The Burt Show. All
3: right, so she thinks that she can only be an aunt to one kid, not multiple kids. So one kid, she must choose. All right, before we get to that, really quick, we have a Burt's Big Adventure kiddo who is listening to us right now. Um, she's a little nervous and could use a little boost, a little motivation. Uh, to fuel her bravery. So, Jacelyn, we love you so much. And uh, we just wanted you to know that you can do anything you put your mind to. Absolutely. Hey, Jason, this is Abby. I mean, I know, I know that you know,
4: but just <laughs> <let laughs> making
6: sure you know. Do you want to give
7: your last name too?
4: This is Abby Murphy. I'm on part of the Burt Show, in case you forgot. Um, Jason, I know we haven't known each other long, but it's been so great getting to see you at all the Burt Show reunions. And I know you're going to go into the soap brave, and I'm just rooting for you and know that everything's going to
7: be okay.
2: Yes, we are all pulling for you. We are praying for you. You got this. Don't worry about it. Have no worries. Go into it with positivity, knowing that everything will be just fine in the end.
7: Jason, my girl, you are so beautiful, so strong. You glow. You can see that your soul is magical. I love you. It's going to be great. Stay strong and keep up that positive attitude, girl. I'll see you at the next reunion. All right. We love you, Jason. You got this. So, Katie.
3: Yes. You want to be an aunt but to only one child. Well, I just You don't really get a choice in that. You know that,
8: right?
5: <laughs> That's not how that works. <laughs> you should.
3: <laughs> yes and
9: no. Okay. okay. So, first I want to give a disclaimer. I love kids. You do? I like kids. Like, yes, children are wonderful. To an extent, though. (laughs) So I feel like now I have to give a PSA to all my friends and those in my life with kids. Now, unfortunately, I do have two blood nieces that I can't see all the time because my brother lives out of state. Mm -hmm. So I've just been practicing on trying to be a better aunt. And recently I was given the task of being an honorable aunt to my friend's best friend's son.
3: Your friend's Friends, best friend's friend's son. son. Mm -hmm. So not your best friend's son. No. But a friend of a friend's son. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. So I really don't really know the kid like that. You don't even really know his mom like that. Well, she's cool. I've hung out with her before.
9: Okay. So yeah, she's cool. And so we went out, took him out for a day, like at arcade, food. Just you and him? And and my best friend. Okay. Yeah. So it's like three of us and we're all going out. We took him out. Like, yeah, let's get him out. Right? But mom's not there. She's having a mom day. Mm -hmm. All right. We gave her a break. Okay, cool. That's nice of you. Mm -hmm. And and so it was a little test run for me. And then I realized that certain kids just don't have the home training that I believe that they should have. (laughs) 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 And that has deterred me from wanting to hang out with anyone else's kids now. Uh You know, unfortunately... I just couldn't rock with the kid that day. He
3: was a cool kid, but I just, I just, no, no. But what? What, No, he's a cool kid, but.
2: Yeah, what was he doing?
3: Something had to have like scarred you that you, you're coming to the table with this. Okay, so how I was raised is that (laughs) you,
9: you speak to your elders a certain way, right? And at his age, he just say all types of off the wall things like we're buddy buddy. I'm like, wait, there's a huge age gap here, still. You know, still.
3: Yes, ma'am. Um, no, ma'am. Yes, sir. No, sir. Yes. Uh, that, How
9: old? Huh? How old? Eleven. Okay. Um, him just leaving his chip hands on the couch Mm. just smearing it you know like Mm. little things like that where I'm like I can't do this with everyone's child. So these are small infractions Yeah small infractions but big in my head Uh, Okay Okay. Uh.
5: (laughs) So much so that I
9: do not want to be an honorable aunt anymore I'm making a PSA today Everyone in my life with children There is only one child One child That I will always be there for Outside of my nieces that are out of state One that child's name is Jimmy.
3: Yeah!
2: <laughs> I,
3: I, I'm not lying. I, got, I started to get a little bit nervous. <laughs> yeah,
2: you didn't think it was Jimmy? I was
3: hoping. I was praying. I'm like, I think we're doing a good job. She I mean, and Jim, oh my God, y'all. So Katie has been watching Jimmy and helping us with Jimmy since he was like baby, baby, right? And um, we all got to see each other at the Burt's Big Adventure Holiday Reunion. Mm-hmm. And it was actually a surprise. Like, it was so great to see you. You've helped out with Burt's Big Adventure, um, but haven't attended all the reunions. Mm-hmm. So, and Jimmy, Jimmy came because, you know, um, the families are so sweet and they want to meet my husband and they want to meet Jimmy. And it's just, it's, it's a family, right? It's a reunion. The way Jimmy lights up. When he sees Katie, is the most precious thing. He can be like in a shell and so shy, in a, in a moment when he's like overwhelmed, it doesn't. He sees Katie, and all that changes. It's I
9: so sweet. Love Jimmy, and then when he started recognizing like this is Katie, and he says Katie, I just melt. I'm like, oh. <laughs> that's the
5: cutest
9: kid ever. All right. and the best. So that's the only child I'm watching from here on out. It stops at hey, Jimmy.
3: Hey, yep. I am totally fine with that. <laughs>
9: All
5: right,
3: so we have to, uh, you've probably heard the squeaks in the background. Um, we need to thank canine assistants again for coming in this morning for our live turkey cam. This is the second year we've done this. Um, uh, it's about to wrap up here in eight minutes. So if you want to go to the Burt Show's Facebook page, that's facebook.com slash the Show, you can see three of the most precious 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 golden retriever puppies um they're all in their thanksgiving best they're they're starting to tire out and when oh the sleeping puppies are the best puppies (laughs) and I'm, i'm sure the handlers are like yes yes they are um and K9 assistance does wonderful work in raising and teaching dogs how to be service dogs, and so you'll see links to their information if you want to learn more about them, if you want to volunteer with them, or if you want to donate. They also have a wish list. Um, yeah, so thank you, Kizzy, again. Thanks for having so us. So much for so coming in. Uh, Squeaky toys were a great idea on my behalf. Off yeah. Amazon, by the <laughs> way. Um, everything you guys get to keep today, okay? Oh, thanks so much. You're so welcome. <laughs> All right, so we can't end the show. Without our Thanksgiving tradition. And I say tradition, it's a whole whopping two years that we've been doing that. Hey, you gotta start
2: sometime. <laughs> yeah,
3: right? Um, and so that is playing our Thanksgiving song. Last year, we challenged our Bird Show listeners to come up with a Thanksgiving song because Christmas has so many of them. And Christian Hayward, a Bird Show P1, he stepped up to the plate and knocked it out of the park with his song, Turkey Day. So here you go Christian Hayward's Thanksgiving song, Turkey Day.
5: It's alright not to skip Thanksgiving Give thanks for the life that you're living It's time for joy, but there's still something missing Spread the word, there's turkey in the kitchen It's a long time that we celebrate turkey day Can't skip the but gifts got in the way It's low time, time, time that we celebrate turkey day We give thanks, but not as satisfied
2: It's Thanks for listening. Get more Bird Show Fix at thebirdshow.com dot or follow us on social media at the Bird Show.